The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. There was a certain rabbi, Rav Galinsky relates, who noticed a very strange behavior from one of the people who come to his shul. The guy didn't come that often, but when he came, he noticed. He never stayed for the whole davening. He would always leave early. Every time you'd see him folding his talus, walking out. And a rabbi, you know, you want to be nice, but sometimes it's like, it gets annoying. Like, you want, come on, can't stay for the whole davening. So he thinks of a very clever way. What's he going to do to make this guy stay for the whole of davening? He decides that the next Yom Tov, he's going to invite him to his house. Then, he'll have to come, he'll have to stay at the end, he doesn't know, he's not going to tell him where he lives. The guy says, I'm going to come. Rabbi doesn't tell him where he lives. I imagine he texted him, he said, where's your address? Ignored it. Rabbi's feeling very clever. I must I can't tell you the amount of times where I feel so clever, like you solved the problem, and you realize the problem gets so much worse. <laughs> You're like, I'm such a BK, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Anyway, the day comes, it's Yom Tov. Before davening is over, he turns around. The guy's not there. He doesn't know where to go. Anyway, he finishes, finally finishes davening. He walks outside. Who's standing there in the sun with his towels folded? He must have been out there for an hour already. Sky. Mela, you want to leave to go home? Fine. You left to sit outside? <laughs> Doesn't want to say anything. Takes him home. They start together. They have a beautiful Yom Tov Suda. Pours a couple, couple of cups of wine. He turns to him and he says, Dude, what's the, what's the deal with the Zitzvah? Come on. You can't stay till the end of the Tefillah. You can't say, What's the big deal? What's going on? And the man, he looks down. And the rabbi thinks he's embarrassed him. But when he looks up again, the rabbi realizes he's not embarrassed. But there's something else here. He says, I don't usually like to talk about it. Because you asked me and I'm having such a nice time. He says, I'll tell you. I was in the war in the barracks. And there was one man in our entire barracks that never managed, they never managed to defeat. They never managed to break they never managed to crumble. He walked around with his emunah. He walked around with his tefillis. He walked around with everything intact. And we all looked to him and we were inspired by him, by how connected he was with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. His faith gave us faith. I always thought that maybe that's an alternate pshat. And v'koyve Hashem yachalifu koyach. Interesting pshat in the Pasuk. Sometimes a person has stark emunah. You know? And he turns to his friend who's going through a rough time. He's like, no, you got to believe. It's going to be fine. The Hebish defeat the Welt. Hashem runs the world. Amazing. Yay. You know, and then when you're having a bad time, who gives you that schmooze? He does. Everyone relies on the other person's emunah, you know, to save them. Hmm. The guy comes in, he tells everyone, I don't know, I, you know, don't ask me how, I've managed to procure a couple of matzahs, we're going to have a seder here in the barracks. He gets everyone together, they do the whole seder, they finally finish, the end of the seder is done, the people feel so uplifted, they feel like they can survive anything, they have in their heart, the Akadah is It wasn't made up yet, but to some other tune. 
They feel it. They've got it. And right at that moment, the door opens. A Nazi soldier walks in. And he says, who's responsible for this? Everyone runs to the barracks, to the, to the, uh, to the, to the bunkers, to their beds. The Nazi grabs the first guy. And he says, did you do it? And the man doesn't answer. Who's responsible? No answer. Finally he says, if the person responsible does not let themselves be known who they are, I'm going to kill everybody. This Altayid, this beautiful Jew, steps up, walks forward, he says, please, don't hurt anybody. It was me, it was my fault. He pulls out his gun from his holster, puts it to his temple, he's about to shoot him and he says, actually I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll kill you in front of all of the barracks and let everyone understand what it means to break the Nazi rules. The man looks at the rabbi and he says, and the next morning they took him out on top of a big platform and they gathered all the barracks in front and they told of his terrible crime of the leading of a seder, of the procurement of matzahs. And they asked him if he had any last wishes before he lost his life. Did he want some food? No. Did he want a steak? Did he, want... he says, I don't want anything. He says, I'd like the chance to address my brothers and sisters. Alright, that's your last wish? No problem. He steps forward on this impromptu bama, And he looks down at his brothers and sisters. He says, I would love to save you, but I can't. I would love to feed you, but I can't. I'd love to make your lives a little bit easier, but I can't. However, there's one thing that I can do. I am a koyin. And for the last thing that I do on this earth, I would like to give you a bracha, to give you birchas koyhanim. And he picked up his hands, and swaying back and forth, he gave us a yivorechicho. Could you imagine? Doishem v'yishmirecho. Hashem protect you. Hashem shine His light on you. Hashem should bring you to a world of shalom, of peace, away from here. And then he says to the rabbi, and then they shot him. Throughout my life, I've gone to many different places and done many different things. And there was a woman that I met, a wonderful woman, who also didn't do anything, didn't keep anything. And she wasn't Jewish, and I wanted to marry her, and I loved her. And when I was trying to make the decision to tell her that I wanted to marry her, he says, all I could hear in my head was, V'yishmirecho. I couldn't. So I found myself a Jewish woman. She wasn't religious at all. 
And then I had kids and I decided I'm going to send them to a non-Jewish school so that my kids would not know what being a Jew means, even if they were Jewish. But when I went to sign the papers, all I could hear was your So I sent them to a Jewish school. And when I want to eat not kosher, you can imagine what I hear. Throughout my life, at all the inflection points, when there was something that I needed or wanted to do that was the wrong thing, that Birchas Kwanim saved me. He says that I'm terrified to ever be in a shul and hear another Birchas Kwanim. Because I don't want to overwrite that memory. Ach. How holy is a Jew that runs out of shul? How little do we understand what people are actually going through? My friends, from one vision, a man's entire life the lives of his children, the future of his generations was saved from one vision. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.